The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss building brand affinity through high-quality, long-form video content. Joining us is Chris Savage, who is the founder and CEO of Wistia, which is a web-based software solution that helps marketers turn videos into brand advocates to grow their business. Now, more than 500,000 businesses across 50 countries depend on Wistia's products to build their brands and their business, including HubSpot, MailChimp, sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, Sephora, Starbucks, and my wife's favorite, Tiffany's. So far this week, Chris and I have talked about why brand affinity is the future for marketing. Yesterday, we talked about how to build a memorable brand through binge-worthy content. And today, we're going to talk about driving organic growth through video syndication. Okay, here's the last part of my conversation with Chris Savage, CEO of Wistia. Chris, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. You know, it's great to be here three days in a row. This is fun. It's getting really fun. I feel like we're starting to figure out some operating rhythm. We should create some binge-worthy content someday. (laughs) Hopefully people will just crush all three episodes at once. (laughs) Hey, look, we've talked about why long-form content is important. You're a video guy. I'm an audio guy. Why it really makes an impact for a business. You get to own the audience. You get to space out your messaging. You don't have to hard sell and direct response all the time. And then yesterday we talked about how to actually build that content, which is understanding what your audience is interested in and creating content about a topic that is probably bigger than your brand, but really helps provide value to your consumers. Great. We got all this content. We're producing, in your case, a video series, in my case, a podcast. And I'm sitting here with an empire, an archive of content that maybe Google likes. Maybe they don't. Talk to me about how you're taking the content you're producing and actually syndicating it to make sure that it's not just sitting and waiting for people to find it. I think, you know, it starts with your site. And if you're building an owned audience, like you want people to come in and actually subscribe by email or subscribe by RSS, you have a direct connection to them. And I think having the content live on your site is a smart idea. I think having it be transcribed so it's searchable and indexable is also a good idea. I think telling your existing audience about it is almost always the best way to start because if it resonates with them, they're going to know other people who it will resonate with, right? Like sharing things is about helping your friends. It's not about showing off. And so if you give somebody something that is truly helpful or truly inspiring or truly entertaining, they will help connect it to the right people. But then once you're there, I think a lot about 
the marketing of the content that you can actually do, we can learn from how media companies do this, which is take an episode of something and decide what are the angles of this? Like, is there anything in this episode that is PR worthy that we should be talking to others about, that we should be putting on a blog post, be doing as a guest post? You'd be surprised how often like there's these incredible podcasts with people having really interesting conversations. The conversation is only in the podcast and it isn't actually taken and exploded out into other forms of content. So I think the first thing is thinking about, are there obvious ways to do that? The second thing is thinking, it is a strategy question. It's like, where do you want to put your efforts in terms of growing your audiences? Because you could build audiences on social, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. And it's, those are good audiences to tap into. And I think in some cases, it makes sense to have your content live only there. But in more cases, it makes sense to think about, do you take the best clips from your shows and put them onto all those different places? And sometimes that's where I would do like paid work as well and say like, all right, we're going to promote this stuff to different audiences who I think will care about the topic. If they care about the topic and they engage, I'm going to try to get them to come back and join my own audience. And I think I'm always surprised by the mileage you can get out of one episode. Whether it be a podcast or video show, we did a documentary a couple of years ago, and the trailer for that documentary, and then the clips in that documentary powered like six months of marketing because new people were discovering it in social when we syndicated and, and or got organic sharing and paid sharing. And if they really connected with it, they would come back and find the documentary itself and watch the whole thing. And so it's this kind of magical thing of really marketing like a media company, again, treating it like a product and thinking about like what things are useful from your content in other contexts. This is where I stink in terms of content production. What you're talking about is taking your long form content and breaking it down into short form content and syndicating it into other channels. There are tons of things that we could do with the MarTech podcast in terms of taking audio clips, turning them into video, turning them into tweets, all of the quotes that people are saying and sending them out and really using it to build a social media following or sharing it in other places like forums and you know answering questions with Quora. And there's a bunch of different ways that you could take the answers you're getting out of your content and then share them around the internet. My problem with doing that is it's very labor intensive to go through a piece of long form content and to break it down into the short form content and then find the right place to put it. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. What guidance do you have related to breaking your content down first and foremost, and then actually getting it out there without just bringing on a ton of overhead? I think if you see that it's working, you may want to invest more in it. My advice is more about like how you figure out upfront, can it work for you? One of the things we've seen work well is even before production asking, what of these assets do we think is going to be interesting for others? It's harder like in a conversation like this where we don't exactly know where the conversation will go. But if you're doing anything scripted or you have more of an idea up front, you can sometimes in the production end up with different assets that are going to make sense later. So you're batching them all at once. There are some good tools for podcasts. One of them is called Headliner, I think, which I don't know if you know that one. But I think that's a pretty good tool that you could basically take audio, turn it into a video, add some visualizations, so you can have more social promo assets. And I think it's really just seeing if that stuff's working. Like anything, if you start playing around with it and it starts to work, it becomes easier to invest in. But I agree with you, it can take a lot of effort and a lot of time. And I think it's worth it when your audiences are getting big enough and you can see the impact. But it's kind of how do you get through to that point? This is one of those things that I would love to outsource more than we already are. And I don't necessarily just mean finding freelancers to help break down the content, but actually find an agency or a service provider to go through a content archive, come up with the best hits and start to share it something that we've tried to do in-house, and honestly, it's just never bubbled up to a priority. But I do think what you said that resonates with me is cultivating a channel is really important. And you know, you're know, you going to break up your long-form content into short-form content, but then thinking about where you're going to place that, understanding where you're getting a signal, and then building repetition again in the same way that you're thinking about cultivating an audience by consistently publishing content You're going to create value in some of your social channels or some of the forums you're going to reach out to by constantly syndicating your content, by building repetition and building a reputation in those channels. So understanding that you only have to carve out, you know, a couple channels at one channel at a time, probably the best advice here for actually doing your content syndication. So Chris, as you start thinking about video syndication, are there any tools or any channels that you've specifically found success with? We found success on all the channels, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. I think the big thing that is interesting is that what is successful on the channels is usually pretty different. So like the same fundamental asset that you might be taking from that you are trying to build an audience around, people actually, they're in a different mode when they're on Instagram. And we want to see pretty things. And we want to see behind the scenes things. And then we are on Twitter, where we want debate. Then where we are on LinkedIn, which even inherently LinkedIn is such an interesting platform because it's not anonymous. It's tied to your work history. So it inherently makes people more positive. So I feel like there's so many things I get seen shared on Twitter. And there's like a horrible, not necessarily a horrible reaction, but like not the greatest reaction. And then it goes on LinkedIn. Like, this is amazing. This is so great. Because of course, because it's like attached to your resume. But I think it's just the channels are actually very different. And I, the thing I would suggest is trying things on these different channels and trying to think about what mode people are in. YouTube, a lot of people are in the how-to mode. A lot of people are trying to understand how to do things and how things work, or they're in full entertainment mode. So that's going to be just very, very different 
than career-minded people looking at LinkedIn during the day, which is going to be very different than someone looking at Instagram in the day who's looking at for an escape from work. Doesn't mean the escape can't be from you, but you have to recognize that it's different. And I think that is one of the biggest lessons I've had in all of this is that the same thing doesn't work the same everywhere. You have to try different things based on the channel. I think understanding the channel and the mindset of the consumers in each channel is incredibly valuable. And you need to reformat the content that you're creating from your long form content to make sure that it is a right fit for not only your audience, but the audience of the individual channel. Chris, at the end of the day, we're building audiences together. You're focused on video. Like I said, I'm focused on audio. I do think that the mechanism to start building affinity for brands is very much the same. And it goes from your ideation to your content production all the way down to content syndication. I appreciate you coming on the show and walking everyone through how you think about content production and why building long form content is so important to build brand affinity. It was super fun to be here. Thanks for having me for these three days. Okay, and that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Chris Savage, the CEO of Wistia, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Chris, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is csavage, C-S-A-V-A-G-E, or you can visit his company's website, which is wistia.com, W-I-S-T-I-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.